At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's an experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up as we've got a little bit of baseball here in segment number one. As we've got a short slate of games for Monday, but we still got a lot of money to be made. And about 10 days from now, we're going to have postseason baseball. And that is one of my favorites. We all talk about Stanley Cup hockey, and that is great action as well. MLB postseason baseball is some of the best sports action that you're going to find, in my opinion. I know that there are going to be some that push back on me, and that's perfectly fine. Different strokes for different folks, but I absolutely love postseason baseball, so we're going to dive into that here in segment number one. And the David Baker, he won the Super Contest in 2020. He's going to join me in studio we're going to be spending the rest of the hour talking about the NFL, what we got in week three, turning it forward, what we can make out of these teams, perhaps taking a look at a few games for week four as well. So a little bit of baseball at the front and then some NFL at the back half of it. As a matter of fact, three-fourths of it is going to be NFL. So let's take a look at what we've got on this short slate for Monday in baseball and try to find a little bit of money. And we're going to go with my DK Nation pick. We are six and three in my last nine. So we're looking to keep things going and, as Cam Newton would say, keep the pendulum moving forward. Little did he know the pendulum also moves back. So we're going to try to make sure that there's like a stopper to make sure that it doesn't move back, which that's easier said than done. But let's take a look at it. 907-908 on the betting board. This is the Boston Red Sox. They're playing against the Baltimore Orioles. Jordan Lyles goes for the Orioles. And Connor Siebold, it would be bold to take him as it is 
a line of between minus 125 and minus 130 on Boston right now. You're getting a plus price of between plus 110 and plus 115 with Baltimore and a total of 9.5. I just flat out think the wrong team is favored here. I made the Baltimore Orioles more around a minus 110 to a minus 115 favorite. So that's where I'm going with this one, the Baltimore Orioles money line. And just take a look and I feel like the Boston Red Sox are outgunned in just about every aspect of this one. Connor Siebold has a 10.47 ERA this season. And I'm not even joking when I say that. His ERA is above nine. He has made four starts. He's given up at least four runs in three of them. And ever since Adelie Rushman got called up to the big leagues for the Baltimore Orioles, this team has been just a completely different unit. They're 62-49 and 49 since his call-up in late May. You may recall that they got off to a rocky start to begin the season. I believe that they began something like 17-25. and 25, And then once Rushman gets called up, things reverse course from there. So I do think that that is very important to take a look at it and on top of that. Even if you are a little bit more bullish on Connor Siebold, this is a Boston Red Sox bullpen that you cannot trust in whatsoever. 540 is their ERA since the All-Star break. That is dead last in the big leagues as they've got so many guys like a Jacob German, Brian Brazier, throwing their throwing their Matt Barnes and Caleb Ort. All these guys are providing north of a five ERA. Meanwhile, they're going up against an Orioles team that they're stockpiled in terms of their bullpen. They're eighth in terms of bullpen ERA. Now we saw Keegan Aiken and Joey Crebeal have a really rough series against the Astros, but still have guys like Felix Batista doing a very solid job. CNL Perez, Dylan Tate, they're providing a sub-3 ERA. And then for Jordan Lyles, no question. He's had a little bit of an issue when it comes to pitching on the road. Three, or 348 home ERA, 547 road ERA. Out of his 24 home runs allowed this season, 18 of them have come on the road. So that is the trepidation that you've got. But the bullpen does a good job of being able to balance this out. And for the Boston Red Sox as well, this is not the same power rating team that we've seen in past years. For the Boston Red Sox, they're ranking 20th in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They're coming off of getting shut out by the New York Yankees. Now, it was a six-inning game that we saw on Sunday Night Baseball, and that's really just a little bit of a calamity in terms of the weather, but it's a Red Sox team that they come in relatively cold as they have scored four runs or fewer in now 12 out of their last 17 games, and really the only guy that's going deep for them is Rafael Devers. Devers has done a nice job. He's supplying north of 25 home runs as He's been hitting about a 290. Alex Verdugo, Christian Arroyo, they're in between about a 275 to a 290, but Arroyo has been out of the fold a little bit recently for the team, and then are able to take a look down the list. Guys like Bobby Dahlbeck, Kike Hernandez, Tristan Casas, these are guys hitting at 225 or lower, and you don't have quite those dead bats with the Baltimore Orioles. It's really the lone guy that has not been able to supply the boom and be able to move the line. That would be Ori Mateo in post-also break. He's been hitting more like a 250, and he and Cedric Mullins combined for 65 stolen bases this year. That is the most of any duo in the American League. And then on top of that, you just got good balance in general when it comes to this Baltimore Orioles lineup. You really don't have that one guy that's been supreme in terms of his batting average, though. Young guys, Jeremy Vavara, along with Gunnar Henderson, both of these guys in between about a 270 to a 280. And then you've got Cedric Mullins, who's been the table setter for this team, thinking about a 260. But you take a look past that. Ellie Rushman, who I looked, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, 360 on base. And then Anthony Santander, Austin Ace, Ryan Mountcastle, Kyle Stowers, throwing the Ryan McKenna, all these guys hitting between a 236 to 251. Santander, been able to go deep 29 times this season. You've been able to get 22 bombs out of Ryan Castle. It's been a little bit more shaky post-All-Star break, but 
still doing a solid job of being able to provide quite a bit of power as well. And something else that you want to take a look at, and this is a system that I've been using all season long now. I've been burnt a little bit by this system over the last two weeks because teams that are coming off of Sunday Night Baseball and play on Monday, they're 4-0 in their last four. So has worked out relatively well for them. But that said, overall for the season, 11 and 18 or 11 and 17 is a record for teams that have played on Sunday night baseball and then they play again on Monday. I think a little bit of it has to do with travel and just the late night in general, but a lot of teams they get all hyped up, they use a lot of their top players on Sunday night baseball and then those guys because they don't get the normal day of rest that a lot of teams are going to be getting on this Monday because you've only got four games on the board for Monday for a lot of teams. This is a travel slash getaway day in general, and then they get back to it with their normal series on Tuesday. That takes quite a bit out of them, and with having a team that played in the AM like the Baltimore Orioles out, they had a little bit of a rain delay themselves, and with having an extra running game, they did have to burn through a little bit more of their bullpen than they would like, though they did, sir, they did save a few of their better pieces for this game on Monday. That is something that you do want to note, but I'm going to be willing to fire in on the Baltimore Orioles. I feel like they should be the favorite in this spot. Instead, they are the underdog, so I'm going to make them my write-up pick for DK Nation. And I did set this all out at 9.3. The Orioles all season long have been a relatively good under team. I do think that the bullpen is going to be able to do a solid job of holding down the fort. And I do think that with the Red Sox struggling a little bit, that is something that needs to be taken note of. And on top of that, many of you that are listening out on the East Coast are seeing this as well. Temperatures are dipping, and those balls that might have been flying out in June, July, August, they might not be flying out Monday night. So, going to be taking a look at the under in this spot. My DK Nation write-up, that is going to be revolving around the money line of the Baltimore Orioles, which we get out of plus price, and I think that they should be the favorite. Other game that we're currently seeing on the betting board, this is 901-902 on the betting board. It is the Cincinnati Reds. In the words of Bill Belichick, we are on a Cincinnati, and they're under the road. Basically, up against the Pittsburgh Pirates, as Oronsi Contreras is going to be going for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Chase Anderson is on the bump for Cincinnati. Eight is the total between minus 132 and minus 140. The number on Pittsburgh, you're going to be finding the Cincinnati Reds in between plus 120 and plus 128. And with the Pirates, I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 140 with them. But don't see Contreras in his last start. He did get lit up by the New York Yankees. Prior to that, his previous four starts, he had allowed three earned runs against really, really good competition. And Ronzi Contreras is a young 22-year-old that I think that he's got not just a good upside as a starter, I think that he's got ace potential. He is that good. This guy has really nice swing and miss stuff that he's starting to show a little bit early on in his career. He's given up about 1.1 home runs per nine innings and the three runs that he gave up in four starts. Here's the list of those starts. On the road against the Cincinnati Reds, so he's got a little bit of familiarity with this team. At home against the Blue Jays and the St. Louis Cardinals and on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies. So it's not like he was facing off against like the Oakland A's or something like that. He was facing off against good competition. And then for Chase Anderson, it's relatively remarkable what he's seen. Opponents are getting a buck 64 off of him, and he's got a 521 ERA. Now, for one, he's been really, really lucky on balls put in play. And for two, he just had a very cataclysmically bad start to just his season in general. He spent a lot of time in AAA. If this name sounds familiar, this is the guy that used to pitch for the Milwaukee Brewers, but I do think that regression is going to come in on the balls in play against him as he has allowed just 
six hits over the course of his last four starts now. He's won five innings or fewer in every one of them, which that contributes to it a little bit as well. But I do think that there's going to be a little bit of a rude awakening. I'm going to be taking a look at the over in this spot as well. And I will spend a little bit more talking about this game in a few minutes as well, because I do think that it deserves a little bit of lip service as well. But something else that we've got to hit on is the fact that I was talking about the MLB and the fact that, you know what, it might take a little bit of a backseat to the NFL this time of year, but you know what, shouldn't the NHL as a VSIN NHL season prep guide? It is coming out soon and it is going to be just chock full of great ways to be able to bet this season. The VSIN hockey season prep guide will be available soon with the strategies and the best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts. That includes Andy McNeil with with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is much staff. You get key insights, data for both avid hockey betters and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a pro subscriber today. You're able to do so at vsin.com slash subscribe. And I do think that it is very important that you pick up on this as well because the disciplines that you have on a little bit of a money line sport with baseball, which I talked about in this segment, along with NHL, it is quite a bit different rather than deal with a spread sport as well. Now, you always want to be noting that you are betting numbers and not teams, and you got to be taking a look at long-term value. I really do feel like the NHL and MLB are really sports in which it is for the grinders. But speaking of grinders, we've got to be calling in David Baker. He does an amazing job as he is a poker player that also was the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. We're going to take a look back at week three and turn it forward in the NFL to week four next here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sports book for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for your latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. And look who's joining me at the desk David Baker, 2020 Super Contest Champion, and a man that makes his living playing poker and a man that does a very good job of making a living on that front as well. David, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. And David, we saw a interesting week three. I think we both agree. Not quite as rambunctious as week one and week two, but I thought that there were some very fascinating games. And just one of my biggest takeaways in general is Lamar Jackson just continues to prove it time and time again for the Baltimore Ravens. I was high on this team coming into the season, and I just... I maybe have a couple more trepidations with this defense than I did coming into the year, but this offense looks tremendous right now. Yeah, I, I definitely, I remember the first time we we sat here um, before the season started, you were very high on the Ravens, and I was not so sure, but um, I've, I have slowly moved to the Lamar Jackson camp. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think of week three, I mean, the big takeaway for me is the fact that there were just a lot of there was a lot of bad football. This was yeah. one of the worst weeks of football that I can remember. Um, a lot of sloppy play from good quarterbacks. A lot of very poor coaching. I thought um, just in general a very tough week to watch as an NFL fan. So um, Lamar, I definitely think was a bright spot. I mean Lamar and 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 Jalen Hurts really to me were the only two quarterbacks that I, that I thought played well. Um, you know, some some other ones, um, obviously Trevor Lawrence looked really good and Geno Smith was pretty decent, actually, in a loss. But in general, I thought it was a very poor week for the NFL and for, um, you know, the star quarterbacks in our league. I have a couple college basketball friend, friends and we sort of text back and forth with one another and we were wondering, hey, I thought that the Big Ten contract with the NBC, that kicked in two years from now instead of tonight with that Broncos versus 49ers, just absolute disaster. And with the Broncos, they got the job done. They got the win. But at 2-1, and one, I'm not impressed by this team at all. Russell Wilson does not look like the guy that we saw in Seattle. And I think that at this point, with regards to just that entire AFC West, not as impressed with them as I was coming into the year. Now, I want to check in on the health of Justin Herbert because that 
no question, played a big role this week along with having no offensive line. But in terms of the AFC West, not as impressed by this division as I was coming into the year. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some question marks um, really with every team right now in the league. Um, but, I, I mean, I will say the this this Broncos 49ers game, I mean, it's a Ooh. football back years Um I, I it was just it was just really hard to watch. Obviously, um, you know, if you watch the game or if you followed on Twitter, it was it was a tough one. Um, I'm really surprised. I was really surprised, honestly, by the Niners. I mean, I thought Shanahan did a very poor job coaching. Um, there was a very pivotal spot. It ended up being pretty pivotal when points were very important in this game early in the near the end of the first half. They committed a, the. The Broncos committed a holding penalty, and it would have been third and 17 uh, back on the other side of midfield. And instead, Shanahan decided to decline the penalty, give him a fourth and six, and the Broncos kicked a 54-yarder. 50, I mean, in the altitude, that's really not that hard for McManus, I think. Uh, and at that point, Wilson hadn't shown the possibility of being able to pick up a third and 16. And ultimately, those three points came back to haunt them. I mean, obviously, games play out different, but... Um, I mean, that was very costly, and, and I don't even really know what their game plan was uh, in San Francisco. I mean, Russ looked terrible, but but San Francisco wasn't very impressive either. I mean, Jimmy G, we thought we were going to get a much better Niners unit, you know, with uh, continuity that we got with Jimmy G. They, they were very dysfunctional today. And Jimmy G pulled a good old Dan Orlovsky, which Dan was having a good time with that on Twitter, where he stepped on the end line in the end zone, which that was a safety end. Game was decided by one point. Those two points, they were the difference in the game as well. And now I think that you just got a lot of intrigue in general in terms of both the AFC and the NFC because I think everyone going in had the Buffalo Bills as the top team in not just the AFC but the NFL. They fall, but I don't think that they look terrible in this game by any stretch of the imagination. I thought that this was a little bit more credit where credit is due to the Miami Dolphins, but it just feels like everything's open right now. I don't think that you could be like, yep, this team is legitimately the best team in the league. No fans or buts about it. I think that if you're having one team as a demonstrative favorite in the futures market, it's a disservice because it just feels like it's as open this year as it's been in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is a week-to-week league. I mean, it's not college football. I mean, Georgia rolls out the you know the helmets every <laughs> week, and they're, they're going to cover the 35-point spread they put out there. So that's not how the NFL works. I mean, we have a uh, very balanced league, and a, even even some of the biggest mismatches sometimes come down to just a couple plays. I mean, I, I still think that it's Buffalo uh, uh, head oh, yeah. and shoulders above the rest. Um, this was a very uh, poor performance, I thought, by Josh Allen. I mean, his stats look good, and they move the ball up and down, but... You can't had, have him throw 63 times. He, I mean, the, he just had some very questionable clock management things, and, and they were very poor around the goal line. Um, if you look at that last series, I mean, credit to the Dolphins. I mean, they did stop him. They had a first and goal at the two. Um, Josh Allen, you know, he runs he runs the first one, and then the next three, they just run all the receivers out. And I didn't really see the patented, you know, bootleg Josh Allen, get him on the outside, see if he can make a guy miss, draw in the defender, and then, you know, dump it over his head to Diggs or anything like that. I mean, they just had the the receivers go out and just kind of run around, and, like, none of those passes were even close. 
Um, on third down, he kind of bounced it out to Isaiah McKenzie, but I'm not even sure if he fires that one in there, if it gets in. Um, but my real question about the Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game is, uh, how did Tua get to play the second half? That that was the most perplexing thing I've seen in the NFL in years. I mean, we've seen receivers and running backs get hit, and they go out, and they're out with a concussion. And he literally stumbled and fell. They Picked Twice, him, they picked much. him up, <laughs> and he fell again. He shook his head out, like trying to clear the cobwebs. I mean, that was the most obvious concussion I've seen, and uh, I, I I don't know what happened there, but uh, there should be some fines levied, and and that that I mean that could have swayed the power in the AFCs because I don't think Teddy Two Gloves is going to get it done versus the Bills. Yep, and no question, you could do worse at a backup quarterback spot than Teddy Bridgewater. No offense or buts about it, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and I would much rather see Teddy Bridgewater take over for Aaron Rodgers rather than Jordan Love, who they've got right now, but that's not great. And as a matter of fact, you're not the only one that wants to see a little bit more. The NFLPA is going to be reviewing the concussion protocols with, with Tua and everything like that, and I do think that it's important to take a look at for this next week as well because going into week four, I think it's fair to be questionable about the, about the Miami Dolphins and taking a look at some look-at lines. If you think that perhaps he might be out, that could be a way to look as well because with this Tua situation, you know that it's going to be blowing up all week long and there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Miami Dolphins medical staff to really review this because I'm in agreement with you. I have no idea how he returned so quickly. Yeah, that we, that uh, Thursday night game is very intriguing with the Dolphins uh against the Bengals. I mean, two teams that definitely have aspirations beyond the regular season. So um, let's see if two is going to play first of all. And, and really I want to take a look more at um, what the Dolphins defensive line looks like. I mean, I think the Bengals are going to be good versus teams like the jets that, that aren't able to get pressure on them. But if the Dolphins are able to get pressure, I mean, that offensive line still was letting, even though the jets D line is pretty porous, I mean, I guess they're, the D line's not poor, but it's just not that that tough. I don't know if uh, I don't know if this revamped Cincinnati offensive line is as good as we might have thought it was in the off season. And I'm so glad that you bring up the Bengals as well because they get the job done. They take down the New York Jets by a count of 27 to 12. But anything worse than that, in my opinion, would have been. Well, not great to say the least for the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals aren't looking bad on defense. I think that we can agree there. The Bengals' problems have not been on defense, but they've been rather on offense, and I don't know if I saw enough out of the Bengals' offense in Week 3 to think, oh, yes, they've got everything rectified, and they're back to their Super Bowl form of last year. Yeah, this Bengals team's going to – they're going to have a lot of games where they're 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 going to win. They're gonna, I mean, they're going to win a lot of games this year. They're a good team. They've got great skill position players. Um, they just need to tighten up that offensive line a little bit. The defense is good. They need to avoid the turnovers and the sacks. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, they, they could be 3-0 and if, if, they could, if they could block and hold on to the football. And when it comes to that Bengals versus Dolphins game that we're going to be seeing on Thursday as well, we were mentioning if there might be a little bit of a move in the line. A lot of look at lines. They were between right around minus 1.5 to minus 2 on the Bengals going into Sunday. I've seen that move to minus three across the board. So it seems as though there might be a little bit of something in the grapevine brewing there. And there is a lot that is going down in the NFC as well. We've got to talk about that next as David Baker is going to be hanging with me on the desk for that here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
game time, baby. And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh-uh, that's not gonna cut it. You need to get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in-game bets, live player props, and live instant betting. Uh, what happened here? Don't just watch the game. Get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Check out the new betting splits feature on VEASAN.com before you place your next bet. Every day we post the latest splits with the percentage of bets and money on teams and total for each game. Track which teams are seeing the most tickets written and if the public action matches the money coming in on those games to give yourself an edge. Betting splits plus live odds, line moves, power ratings, and game analysis makes VEASAN.com the place to visit before you play. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV football extravaganza. Compete for free for a share of $55,000 in, $55, in a two way predict. What will happen in three college football pools? And then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests as well. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined at the desk by David Baker. The 2020 Westgate Super Contest winner and a man that he makes his living playing professional poker and does very well at it. And let's take a look at the NFC. As we talked a lot in that last segment about the AFC, and I'll pose the question for you right now. We're not going to back off here. Are the Eagles right now the best team in the NFC? Because the more I look at them, the more I like them. Now, Commanders, not necessarily the world's greatest team, but the way that the Eagles came out on Sunday was very impressive, especially coming off of a short week. Yeah, I mean, you and I have uh, spoken every Sunday of this year and um, from preseason, week one, week two, and I'll say week three. I mean, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. Um, I said it before, I thought that they were one of the two or three best teams before the season, and um, each week I've kind of strengthened that position. The thing about the Eagles is the lines don't don't sleep. Like, you know, sometimes you have a, a... a team and their skill position players or whatever, they, they kind of go through a sleepy week. I mean, the Chiefs kind of had a sleepy week versus the Colts. The, the offensive and defensive lines don't sleep. If you're stronger, if you're more physical, if you're tougher, you're just going to outwork your opponent. And that's just what the Eagles do. The, the Eagles outwork their opponents. That was a very, very impressive defensive performance by the Eagles. Yes, it's Carson Wentz. Somebody that, I mean, if you followed me at all since the beginning of his career that I've been down on. I don't like Carson Wentz. Never thought he was good. Um, but, I mean, they still, they put up 30 points on the Jags or they put up 25, 30 points on, on Detroit. I mean, and they put up two on the Eagles. And it was just a complete dominating performance. And offensively, I was not I was not in camp Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, the last few years. But... You know the thing about him is is you can tell that that guy has work ethic and and he 
he tries and he listens and he gets better. And, and look, you aren't necessarily who you are today that you don't have to be that guy tomorrow. And Jalen Hurts is a perfect example. Yes, we have opinions on these players and who they are today. That doesn't mean that they're always going to be that way. So, you know, you have to be willing, I think, as a sports better or, you know, just somebody who talks about sports, that you have to be willing to change your opinion when the guys give you the opportunity to do so. And Jalen Hurts has done that. Um I, I love A.J. Brown, and I thought that he was a key loss for the Titans. I backed the Titans last year a lot, and a lot because I think he does a lot to open up the offense. And Brown has done that for Hurts. He's done that for Devontae Smith. Um, he's done that for Goddard. Um, and, yeah, this Eagles team's clicking. So, um, right now, I think they're the best team in the NFC, and uh, we'll see how the season plays out. We're week three, so, I mean, we're a long way from crowning a champ. But, I mean, they're going to be in it for a while, for sure. And I am so glad that you're bringing that up about Jalen Hurts as well, because something that I spent my time talking about in the first segment of the show is it feels like there's now finally that passing of the torch when it comes to quarterbacks. Now, one or two have been bowing out year in and year out, starting with like Peyton Manning and then Drew Brees retires and you've got sort of that going on. But it feels like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, from what we saw on Sunday, yeah, Aaron Rodgers still probably a little bit ahead of Tom Brady, but it feels like these guys aren't the upper echelon of the upper echelon anymore, and they're being replaced by someone that we talked about a little bit earlier in Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts is starting to bust out. Don't know if I could quite get to him being a top three MVP candidate yet, but certainly my opinion of Jalen Hurts from just what it was three weeks ago has went up astronomically. Josh Allen has obviously formed himself able to go down the list. And I feel like in terms of the quarterback hierarchy, we've really got to be reevaluating it because the normal names that we see at the top, they're not those guys. And now some of the guys that are a little bit younger. I feel like they're replacing them and taking that mantle. I mean, yes, I, I, I do agree that, that quarterbacks are ascending, but to me, there, there are three parts of a, a quarterback. You know, you've got the, the lower body, you know, which Lamar and Jalen have, you know, the ability to run and Kyler, you've got the arm strength and the ability to fit the ball in tight windows and, and make all the throws that you need to make. And then you have the brain and, you know, people who have argued against Tom Brady for years, um, you know, he's not as skilled as Aaron Rodgers. He's not as skilled as Patrick Mahomes. He's the most, he's the smartest quarterback that there's ever been in the NFL. And so, yes, you know, these quarterbacks have the skill sets maybe more than Brady and and to some extent Rodgers, but I'm not ready to fully um, take, you know, the goats off the pedestal yet. Yes, they played a tough game today and the, and the game was very sloppy, didn't look good, but I mean, Brady has no offensive line. He's got receivers that, I mean, Russell Gage was a number three, number four option for the Atlanta Falcons that have stunk the last few years. They got Beasley, who was nobody wanted to sign. They have Scotty Miller, who was like fifth round. You know, Brashard Perryman, third, fourth receiver for the Jets. I mean, I'm not ready to just throw. You know, let 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 me see what let me see what Brady's got with Evans, Godwin, and 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 Julio. If maybe they can get somebody on this offensive line healthy, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to bury Brady and Rodgers yet. But yes. I agree that the that some of these young guys have definitely raised their game and they're they're moving up towards the upper echelon. And speaking of that Packers versus Buccaneers game as well, if you watch the game, I felt like Tom Brady was a better quarterback in that spot. He took what the defense gave him to your point. 
he really didn't have a lot of receivers around him to make plays in general. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't lose that game. If Perryman doesn't fumble, not once, but twice, they recovered one of them. And then there was another wide receiver that fumbled on the team as well. I think it might have been Gage that had that other fumble as well. And I felt like Tom Brady played actually well enough to win that game. And I think that on the two quarterbacks, I was honestly a little bit more impressed by Tom Brady. And I think that once the receivers come back, this is still a very formidable Buccaneers team that's going to be able to win a double-digit amount of games. Yeah, I mean, the the Bucks are going to... The Bucks are going to go as far as their offensive line can take them. If you give Brady time, he can still make the throws. Um, when he has the receiving core on the roster to get the job done, even this receiving core, as bad as they are and were, like Brady's still going to find them in space. He's still going to, you know, matriculate the ball down the field. Um, but Brady did make a very unBrady-like decision, and and you know, ultimately cost them their best opportunity to tie the game. And and you cannot take a delay a game uh, before the two-point conversion. I mean, that's that's something that Brady With a time probably has. Brady's yeah. probably never done that in his career. And I don't think, you know, we probably won't ever see him do something like that either. I mean, again. Yep, I do think that that was a critical error. But at the same time, he put himself, a he put the team in a position to be able to win as well. And I think that that is so important. And when it comes to something that you were talking about a little bit earlier, the skill set players just having a little bit of a rough week in general for the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought that this was an intriguing spot and one that we talked about a little bit earlier as well between the Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, they fall to the Indianapolis Colts by kind of 20-17, to but this was not a loss that I really downgraded the Chiefs for at all. I feel like this was just more the Indianapolis Colts showing that, yep, we're not that team from the first two weeks that completely stunk. We should not be completely out of this. And I do think that for the Colts, it was a very important win because out of all the divisions, I think that the AFC South is the weakest in the NFL. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars are starting to raise up. And for the Houston Texans, they're not as pathetic as they were last season. But I think in a very winnable division, this was a must-have game for the Indianapolis Colts, and they got it. Yeah, I mean, this football game, I mean, if if you're betting NFL, I mean... There's never been a more obvious play than the Colts this week. Um, every you ask every casual football person, and every one of them, oh, the Colts just lost twenty-four to zero versus the Jags. The the Chiefs are coming off of a long week. Um, a re- you know they have that mini buy by playing on Thursday. They're going to go in there and they're going to stomp them. The line opened at six and a half. Oh, that's that's easy. That's nothing. Wait. It got bet down to six. It got bet down to five and a half. It got bet down to five. It went off at four and a half. Why do you think that is? That's because there's major money. I mean, all the tickets are coming in on the Chiefs because that's what all the casual people are thinking, and yet the line is just moving two points off of the number against the public team. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, that that's that's just the biggest red flag you can have in, in, in betting is a situation like that. And and I hope people out there took advantage of it and, and did play the Colts. And hopefully you didn't overreact as well because, I mean, just three weeks ago we were talking about the Colts being the top team in the division and then we were just completely writing them off in this game, which we should not have. But something else that we've got to take a look at, got to take a look at a few week four games and tie around week three with David Baker next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace them up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay and Touchdown Insurances, which are offered every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, you get your stake back. It's free bet of up to $25. And every Sunday night, if you wager on a player to score the first touchdown of Sunday Night Football, you get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by 2020 Super Contest champion and professional poker player David Baker and David We've been recapping a lot of these games for week three, but we've still got one that's coming up for Monday, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants with the Cowboys getting the tickets on them. They went from being right around three to four point underdogs down to a one point dog and a total of anywhere between 39 and 39 and a half with the Giants. They've been able to win two games. I mean, I haven't been impressed by them, but they've been able to win two games for the Dallas Cowboys. I honestly think that Cooper Rush is okay. I don't think that he's by any stretch of the imagination, Doug Prescott or anything like that. But, you know, he's done a competent job, and I lean a little bit towards the Dallas Cowboys in the spot just because of their defense. I'm not sure if you've got any sort of a lean on this game, but I lean towards the Cowboys as long as they've got their normal guys, including Micah Parsons, who's dealing with an illness in the game. Yeah, I mean, um, this Monday, this is a 
pretty pivotal game, uh, in my opinion. The Eagles obviously heads and shoulders above everybody else in that division, but as we know in the NFL, things change, and I think the winner of this game is the one that kind of stays within um, you know, earshot of the Eagles in case they have a couple injuries or they slip up, and also they get to play the Eagles a couple times. So I think this this the winner of this game is the one that that is going to give them their most trouble. I'm kind of leaning towards the Giants. Um, I think I definitely think they have a better coach. I've been high on on Brian Dable for years. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get a job the year before. I think the Giants made a terrific hire. Um, I think Daniel Jones is a little better than Cooper Rush. A lot of times when you get these backup quarterbacks, sometimes they have a one-week boost their first week in, and then you know you get a little more film on them and um, you know some of their weaknesses and why their backup quarterbacks kind of get a little exposed. Um, they got a better running game. Um, the receivers kind of kind of a push. I mean, uh, yeah, the the Cowboys have CD, but um, obviously. Michael Parsons is the big is the the big X factor that the Cowboys have. Is he gonna is he gonna blow up that Giants offense? Um, I don't think either of these teams are 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 built for the long haul. But you know they could be either the winner of this game could be frisky for for a little while and contend for a wild card. I'm I'm leaning towards the Giants, but it's not it's definitely not one of my top plays of the week. Yep, I can't blame you there because this is a game that is relatively close to a pick'em. It's a one point line and. I can't necessarily disagree there. I give the Cowboys a little bit of an edge, but this is still one of these games that not necessarily one of the most rambunctious of the week. And then with the Dallas Cowboys obviously dealing with that illness right now to Micah Parsons, I do think that that is very important to note. And speaking of what we saw from week three in terms of an ailment, this happened very late in the game. And as a result, we've seen a big line move. And I always do think that it is important to take a look at these lines early on in the week because the Green Bay Packers were in a lot of spots between a six to a six and a half point favorite going into Sunday against the New England Patriots. And now that Mac Jones is officially listed as doubtful, probably not going to play, not completely ruled out, but looking relatively doubtful with a leg injury they sustained in the final, I would say about three or so minutes of that game. This line has moved to nine and a half. Do you agree with the amount of movement that we've seen? Because if Mac Jones is unable to play, which looks like he's not, most likely going to be Brian Hoyer that steps in for him. Yeah, I definitely think that that Mac. I mean, Mac's not my favorite quarterback, and I, I was very low on the Patriots. I've been low on him, um, but I mean, Brian Hoyer. I think he's basically there to hold the clipboard and and help coach Mac up. Um, so I, I don't really think I don't I can't imagine that he has much athleticism left, and he didn't really have much of an arm before when he was younger. So. Uh, I think the Patriots are definitely outclassed here, but it could be a letdown spot for the Packers coming in off of beating Tom Brady, um, coming home, um, playing a team that they should probably cakewalk over. Um, also, I'm not sure the Packers are built to blow teams out uh, in their current model, so I'm not sure where I'm going to fall on this line, but I definitely think that, that Max worth three points, even though he's not really that uh, – he's not elite, but – I got to thank Brian Hoyers and the, the bottom groupings of uh, backups in the league. And to your point, very strange that I'd be taking a look at Packers versus Patriots, see a 42 on the board and think, yeah, you know what? There might be a little bit of value on the under because 
Packers have yet to get to 24 points this season. With the Patriots, they were moving the ball a little bit against the Baltimore Ravens, but they've been relatively lackluster themselves. So I think that that is something important to note. And then a team that you were talking to me about a little bit off air, that would be the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. They're three-point favorites in this spot. And with the Cleveland Browns, I actually like what I'm seeing out of Jacoby Brissett. They last played on Thursday Night Football, so for a lot of people taking a look at things on Sunday, they're a little bit out of sight, out of mind, and I sort of like it that way because with the Falcons, they go to Seattle and get the job done, but even with them winning that game, I just have not been impressed by the Falcons whatsoever, and with the Browns, I think that this is a team that is going to be able to continue to play solid defense, and with Brissett in the fold, they're not necessarily the flashiest team, but I think that Brissett is capable of keeping this team in the playoff hunt until Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah, I, I like this Cleveland Browns team. I like what I see um, a lot like what we talked about with the Eagles earlier. They're they're built in the trenches. I like teams that are built in the trenches. Um uh, they have a great running game, and I think if I think if they can stay competitive, I mean, take the off-field stuff off from Watson. I still think he's, you know, an elite top five quarterback. I'm going to assume that he's going to come back similar to how he left. So if this team can go into week 13 somewhere in the, you know, eight and four range, they have. I think they have some value in the futures market. I'm not really sure what the prices are right now, but I would definitely look um, look at them. I think this might be a good week to actually look at them because the Ravens uh, have the Bills and the Bengals have the Dolphins. So there's a chance that the the two other teams in that division could lose. And I think the Browns probably beat the Falcons. I mean, obviously, I think this is going to be a spot that the public's going to like the Falcons. Um, just in general, teams like that, spunky teams, young teams, easy to root for teams. They Three got straight Dra- covers for the Falcons, too. Yeah, they got Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts. Um, they have a fun team. Um, so I And nobody likes the Browns. Nobody like Brissett doesn't get anybody excited. People are mad at them for signing Watson. Um, nobody likes a running game. Um, we all like, you know, the, dynam- the dynamic quarterbacks and the dynamic pass catchers, but it's a workmanlike team, and Brissett's a workmanlike quarterback, and I could see them just dominating the line of scrimmage against the Falcons. And if they win, and I anticipate the Bills will probably beat the Ravens, um, you know, if the Bengals lose to the Dolphins, then not, now you've got a Bengals team, real, I mean a Browns team, you know, in first place in the division, a quarter of the way through the, a third of the way through the, the suspension. So I think there could be some uh, value in the Browns' future markets. Yep, and I always think that there's value in taking a look at this as well. We're going to have the Vikings and the Saints playing in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So they're going across the pond to play this one with the Saints being a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Not necessarily bullish on the Saints. And whenever I take a look at these games, they're played in London slash just outside the United States in general. Most of these stadiums, they are not built for football. And I typically lean towards the under, seeing a total of 43.5 with the Vikings being a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Any initial lean on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't capped the game yet, but I I will say that I do like the Vikings. I mean, um, if you followed me at all or you've watched the show the previous weeks, you know I, I'm I'm high on the Vikings this year. They really weren't impressive today, and obviously they laid an egg against the Eagles. Um, but I still think that they just – I think the Vikings have a little bit of what it takes, um, you know. I don't. Is this considered a primetime game for Kurt because it's uh, because it might be nighttime over there in in Europe? I don't know, <laughs> but um, I don't really like what I'm seeing out of the Saints at all. Um, J- 
Jameis. Jameis looks clearly hobbled, and this is not the best version of Jameis we have. Although, you know, Alave is looking really strong, and Michael Thomas, and, you know, they still have the skill position players. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, there's a lot of great skill position players. Uh, you know, you're going to have probably six, seven, eight guys that, you know, you're going to have in your fantasy lineups, you know, if you play fantasy football from this game. So, um, this is a game, this isn't the Jacksonville, Tennessee game where I'm not going to set the alarm for 6.30. I'll be up 6.30 a.m. watching this one. I will be as well. And our VEASAN pro tip for this hour, you're able to get them all at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Don't be afraid to wait on firing it on a game to get the best information possible on something. We were talking about it with the Micah Parsons illness. Want to make sure that he's in before you fire in one way or the other. But we always want to fire in on David Baker because you do absolutely terrific work, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me here on VSIN. Thank you. We're going to be talking a little NFL next here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.